um, the guy was like, oh, yeah, there was, like, a major, like, Native American... And I didn't know this, not being from the Oregon or the Pacific Northwest, but I didn't know that I-5 going across in Vancouver and, like, up into Washington follows, like, a really prominent Native American trail. Like, it, oh. it basically was that trail. And then they just, like, put a highway on it. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> yeah, humans tend to be like, yeah, that's cool, that's nice, that's yeah. it works. <laughs> There's a trail, like, in Detroit... In down in southern Oregon or mid Oregon, yeah, that road that cuts through the Cascades that's an old Native American trail that the Malala like talked about, and then some random dude found it and was like, Yeah, this is pretty easy to hike over, guys. Let's just <laughs> the road there. <laughs> the Malala were like, Yeah, we know, yeah, yeah. good you job, fuckers. <laughs> Kudos, been there, done that. <laughs> that is pretty cool to think about. Like, uh, I had the first time I had heard something like that was when I lived in North Carolina and there was the Blue Ridge Parkway runs all down the Appalachian Mountains. Um, and I guess there's also the Natchez Trace down in, um, like Mississippi Mm -hmm. and those follow Native American trading roads. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good segue into the Michael Harris, who's been doing some documentary work of refinding some old trails in Idaho uh-huh. with the Nez Perce. Oh. And kind of researching and how do you find an old trail, basically, and how do you know if it's really the the, trail the one or... Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, you said that was Michael Harris? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you happen to know Michael Harris enough to get them on the show that'd be cool he's been yeah he he'll we were in anthropology classes together at washington state he's a little older and so he sometimes picks my brain and sometimes i'm like i don't know (laughs) sure i have no feelings yeah (laughs) but he has some interesting insight of how he's like trying to make documentaries more on like a smaller scale and cheaper but still like ken burns yeah quality nice that's really cool david attenborough yeah the Nez Perce Trails with David Attenborough. <laughs> with Michael Harris. <laughs> Have you ever thought how David Attenborough sounds like Winnie the Pooh? Oh my God. He d- I'd never thought about that, but the second you said that, I was like, yeah, yeah he does. <laughs> he totally does. Aw, Dave. Aw. you like listen to yourself on like an answering machine and you're just like god my voice is the worst, worst. yeah Wait, this you... actually makes me not hate my voice as much it's <laughs> like do you still use an answering machine i've given up on like having recordings of like you've reached this number i'm like you should know who this is <laughs> like so, that's fair i used to have on my answering machine on my cell phone was like hi you reached tia i will get back to you or not and then it just ended and then, and then I started having job interviews and people were calling me and I forgot that that's what it was and one person was like um hi so you had an interview with us and I hope you call me back <laughs> and I was like okay I should change it that reminds me I have no idea what mine says. I know I recorded something. It may have been slightly snarky. Should we call so you right change. now? And like... <laughs> It'd be amazing if it was like a drunk recording. Like, yeah. You're recursive, all right? <laughs> I don't want to fricks and talk to you. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah, just leave a mess after the beep. <laughs> just kidding I'm not gonna call you back <laughs> now listen to my cat just 
programs aren't even really looking at GREs really anymore. Yeah. Like they're switching, mm-hmm. they're moving away from that because it's not it's really not... telling them. It's like cool, you know how to like figure things out, but other than that, yeah, you're yeah. not. You're, it's not. They just from what depending on the field, but I think a lot of it is yeah. They're looking to make sure you're not totally failing it. But especially like I was told with anthropology, they're like, yeah, we're not going to look at your math <laughs> score, so that's okay. You don't really take a whole lot of standardized testing after undergrad. Like in life, that doesn't happen. In no. grad school, that doesn't happen. Yeah, no. Yeah. It's like just the GRE and then you're done. It's a racket. Unless you're doing your PhD, but then it's not really a standardized test that right. comps. It's like mm-hmm. giant essays yeah. for days. Sounds I've heard like my worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, here's a list of questions. You have two days to answer it, and it's going to be like 10 pages per question or something. A friend of mine who's doing their PhD at UNR was telling me about the process. I'm like, that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds gross. <laughs> Good luck. I love those um, like uh, late night where they have like especially Emily Blunt on because like she really mm. loves making like fake vomit mm-hmm. noises and so like <laughs> like her and John Krasinski do it all the time and so like the interviewer will always be like okay here's a passage read it but like when you're reading it do like a fake vomit like <laughs> midway through <laughs> awesome. and there was a Dana Carvey had a sketch show and oh, for like one season but it had um, Colbert and Steve Carell on it and they had a skit where it was um, really hungover waiters like reading off the menu and they, they were like you know how when you're hungover like food sounds terrible and so they're like we have a we have a that's amazing that's awesome oh man <sighs> I've never, I've luckily never been in that situation. <laughs> Hungover food server. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been like the customer trying to go, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I just want, can you read my mind? In my mind, it's a greasy biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to read through all this. You just have it. <laughs> when I worked at Starbucks and I would come in hungover, I was like, I'm working register today. And they're like, why? And I was like, Cannot handle steaming any milk. <laughs> the smell of steamed milk yeah. makes me want to fucking die. <laughs> totally fair. Oh my god! You try and you're just like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> it's curly. It's curly. It looks curly. <laughs> or like someone gives you their nasty ass mug that smells like death, and you're just cool like they haven't washed it in four months they just keep refilling it with coffee uh-huh. oh. and then they tell you that yes coffee tastes weird and i'm like well a raccoon died mug. in your cup so <laughs> dude that's so let me tell you a story about today oh boy <laughs> so today i had a meeting with a friend at uh osu who i met at burning man hilariously we we're both grad students at the same university oh that's nice cool. we weren't even at the same camp didn't know we were from the same state anyway Long story short. So we met up for coffee and we went to one of the coffee shops on campus that's close to her building that Mm -hmm. I hadn't really been to in a few years. And I'm like, oh, pumpkin latte. Like, yay, pumpkin spice (laughs) is a thing. I'll I'll do that. I I can dig the pumpkin spice. So I order it and I I can't do milk. So I order the oat milk Mm -hmm. because I've gotten oat milk lattes and I've enjoyed them at other establishments. So it takes like seven minutes for them to get me my drink. I'm not sure why it takes so long, but it does. 
and I get it and we leave and I'm like this tastes kind of like mildew. I don't know if it's like the uh, musty, what is going on? Oh if it's just, I just had something sweet, maybe it's that. So like, we're chatting and we hang out for like an hour and then like, I had only taken a few sips, but I'm like, yeah, this isn't going away. <laughs> so I go back to the coffee shop and I'm like, okay, this doesn't taste right. I don't know what's going on. If you use the oat milk, like not very often or something, she's like, yeah, not a lot of people order with it. I'm like, well, can I get a new one, please? Uh-uh. And I had, I'm using my cup that mm-hmm. I always use, and I actually had regular coffee in it this morning. Yeah. So I'm like, I know it's not a nice fucking cup. Granted, it was black coffee. So that does taste different, and that might have been part of it, um, is my only guess. Because when they made it with the next one with coconut milk, it's still, I mean, it smelled like mildew. And I'm like, is something with like the pumpkin spice it mix? Might, yeah. Huh. Like something was just <clears throat> really off, but I like dumped it in the toilet. <laughs> I'm like, I cannot. <laughs> I cannot drink this. I tried. And I felt really bad, but I'm like, it's a sign. Pumpkin spice is dead to me. (laughs) (laughs) So here lies pumpkin spice. I'm going to go home and scrub out my cup because it smells like not good pumpkin spice. And hand soap because I went into the bathroom and tried to wash it out and it did not work out so well. So I'm like, this this is going to have to, we're going to do something more intense with this when we get home. Yeah. <laughs> do the rice scrub trick. Oh. Ever done that? Put like a quarter cup of rice, like white rice or whatever kind of rice. Um, like uncooked? Un- uncooked. Um, soap and hot water and shake it huh. for cups that you can't like reach in oh. or like mugs huh. and stuff. And it it's like a fine buffer. Where were you like four months ago with this information? I was struggling with my cup and I couldn't get it. And I spent like an hour and Keith is just like, what's wrong? I'm thorny. Yeah. Now I've lost the sponge. Yes. It's in the bottom of the mug. Yeah. And you can't get those like edges when it doesn't have a round bottom. Yeah. Those corners are never washed. Yep. Unless you do this method. So Nice. The more you know. I know. I I actually, I did not figure this out myself. So Nate is brilliant. (laughs) He knows these things. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm trying to remember what it was exactly that he did that with originally. And I'm like, what are you doing? I think it was an old Nalgene bottle that he'd had for like 10 years since college. And I'm like, how do you still have that? He's like, I wash it like this. And I'm like... (laughs) I have it still because I clean it. What? You can clean those? (laughs) Yeah. That was literally my thought. It's like, it claims it. Micro scrubbing. But it has water in it. Water's not dirty. (laughs) It gets that weird smell around where your mouth goes. Yeah, it starts to smell like a cave. I just take the lid off and I put the Nalgene bottle and the lid in the dishwasher, and usually that takes care of it. Nalgene, you can do that with. Yeah. Not so much with hydro flasks. No. no so. <laughs> smells like I keep trying, though. <laughs> like a wet cave, though, not a dry cave. <laughs> um, yeah, mildew. <laughs> Let's get specific about the caves. <laughs> Only those in archaeology will know. <laughs> yeah. Or spelunkers. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> 
I went back in the field last week for the first time in oh, uh, yeah. a very long time. Good. And I used to be so good. Like I had all my gear dialed in and I had like the whole routine Ooh. dialed in. Oh man, I was rusty and I was just like <laughs> kicking myself while I was in the hotel room. I was like, I forgot so much stuff. Mm-hmm. And like my, my whole like food prep kit, like it was just not well thought out at all and so like I didn't have anything like I got some lunch meat I was gonna make like a lunch meat sandwich and like I couldn't get the uh the the packet open it was like one of those like (laughs) quote-unquote resillable zipper packs and it's like the zipper busted off and like I couldn't open the pack and then I was like oh of course I also forgot a knife and uh I also don't have anything to cut this bread with and like I also (laughs) forgot to pick up some condiments to like so I just had like the saddest field sandwich ever (laughs) (laughs) it sucked it's like dry bologna yeah. <laughs> torn bread <laughs> torn bread like really nice microgreens and like some pretty tasty lunch meat but it was just like dry and sad <laughs> yeah sitting there watching heavy equipment move around with my sad sad sandwich <laughs> field food is its own thing that's in i love having conversations about field food um, one of my colleagues uh, here in Portland at the Northwest Conference a number of years ago, oh God, I want to say it was like 2013, 2012, she did a poster at NWAC on changes in field food over time <laughs> oh, because she worked at an cool. office that relocated and they went through all of their old receipts. These are archaeologists, like the owners had been doing oh. stuff since like the late 70s. Whoa. So it was like, she could track how people ate and how that changed through time. And some of it had to do with, like, were you camping and cooking over a fire, which was common in the 70s yeah. and into the 80s. And that changed, you know. Yeah. Um, so I was like, whoa, this is cool. <laughs> that is so cool. <clears throat> totally nerding out. And, um, yeah, it's it's fascinating. I've worked with people that have really elaborate systems for hotel room cooking. Um, mm-hmm. I've read some really fun forums on Facebook about people's tips and tricks on yeah. how to <clears throat> cook soup or various other things. Um, I have a George Foreman that I take with me occasionally. Smart. So yeah. I used to work with a guy who would take a green egg, like one of those really badass uh like grill slash smoker mm. things and it was like a smaller one that could fit in the back of a pickup truck Oh, nice! and so he would take that and like a george foreman and he had the, and a crock pot too and he had this whole setup where it was like we would just kind of pull our per diems and have like family dinner all, that all is the time amazing. and it would stretch our per diems really far yeah and we ate really well like You know, like most of the time when you go on a CRM project, you're not staying somewhere that has like good food options. So (laughs) we were eating better than most of the food options within like a reasonable driving Mm -hmm. distance. Yeah. So it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Food options are always interesting and just diet generally. Yeah. Like, I don't know what your guys' thoughts are or experiences, but Mm -hmm. I think I've eaten more gas station food. Since I started working in the field, then I had since I was like 19 and working graveyard shifts. That was the only thing open. <laughs> yeah. I've eaten a lot of Cheez Its <laughs> and uh, like uh, Chex Mix. 
Yeah. Like for some reasons, like I can tell which ones have the good checks mix, and you're like, oh, don't go there. They have less like rye chips in theirs. You know, like, <laughs> nice. Or like learning don't eat like boiled peanuts. Yeah. From gross, uh, not gas stations. You got to go to the stands. So yeah. you kind of like learn those little nuances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And lots of pizza. I don't know if yeah. everyone's on that. So pizza. Like, you would anyone order like extra large pizza and then just. Oh, yeah. Milk Make it, it last. Yeah. It's like it's lunch and dinner for like five nights. Yeah. Yeah. No, lots of pizza. When I was doing field work like constantly, I had like finally dialed in like a lunch. I would get like the least flavorful like guacamole possible and then mix it with garbanzo beans and add garlic salt in it because it had like oh, both wow. fat and protein. Mm. And then I'd bring like club crackers, Brilliant. which had like salt in it. So I could like eat that. And then. I don't know why I think this way, but when I'm in the field, I'm like, girl, treat yourself. And I always have fruit snacks, like always. It is a standard for me in the field. And for some reason, my brain is like, oh, these are good. They're like sugar and they'll help you get back going. Like, they're good for you. I'm like, they're fucking not. Like, it's a fucking fruit snack. Like, what are you doing? But yeah, but I still, when I was in the field, I couldn't figure out like, dinners properly like mm. i would always just end out end up going out and mm-hmm. by the end of it i was like if i have one more fucking burger yeah dude, going to lose my stuff yeah and like because we would fly all the time so we had to always and like the when we would put our expenses in they would call you if your bag ended up being over 50 pounds they'd be <laughs> like why is it and you'd be like well i was trying to bring stuff to make food and they were like well mm, i don't know if we'll cover the like extra charge because like you didn't uh, really need it because yeah. there's food options there was it 25 extra bucks versus you know like however much you would save on not going out to whatever sports bar and eating like the right? shittiest burger in town yeah so yeah. i was always like not sure like what to bring on the plane or like and so it was just mega frustrating by the end i was like yeah what did and so by the i was starting to look at airbnbs and if we stayed in like slightly larger towns and be like well usually they're kind of cheaper than hotels and if not i'm saving hecka amounts of money yeah by cooking by cooking at home yeah (laughs) good god yeah yeah well yeah that's I forgot where I was. My I lost my train of thought. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I thought of a thing. Yeah, nope, lost it. One thing that comes to mind that I always did and got a lot of flack for was like the squeezable applesauce packet. Yes, thank you. Those yeah. are amazing. And I would actually get the baby food like <laughs> ones that had like the carrots and the yeah. squash and, and more vitamins. And yeah, and, and you yeah. can walk and eat it at the same time. And people are like, "Were well, you eating baby food?" I'm like, actually, it does not say baby. Anywhere <laughs> on here, and I'm getting my fruits and veggies. I, I don't, I don't know what. Yeah, I yeah. eat those in and out of the field. I'm like, fucking love those things. I have coupons now for them. Coupons. Nice. <laughs> they know I buy them. So delish. You're in the system. I am. Fred Meyer. They're tracking you. Yes. Yes. Oh yes, my favorite and sometimes infamous, depending on who's noticing. Um, field food and sometimes otherwise food is a can of cold soup. So I've met so many archaeologists that do that. So some of it for me is two things. One, being a burner and being an archaeologist, being very cognizant of my hydration Mm. um, is a big thing and salts. So those two, two bits, very, both very big parts of soup. 
Um, plus, you get your protein and whatnot. But those are, uh, it can be difficult and time consuming to put that together in the morning. And depending on how much the field day has kicked my ass, I may not want to get up early enough in the morning to make a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, although now I've gotten better with you know, experience and time on making sandwiches in my hotel room, um, often BLTs with the bacon cooked on my, my little George Foreman. Nice. Um, but yeah, the cold soup is a good standby. And even now, like traveling down, uh, to Corvallis, uh, a couple times a week, maybe once or twice a week, um, I'll bring can, cold can soup just because it's a good, um, just in case. Spooky. <laughs> Wasn't Sorry, he? My Spooky. Bad. <laughs> Get out of here. I thought I exercised you. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Cold can soup. I found the joys of kippers. Yes. Oh, yes. <gasps> Smoked kippers, man. With yeah. like good oh, shit. With wheat thins. Yeah. Mm. And then I found out <clears throat> when I went to Ellensburg recently that not every grocery store sells kippers that you can but- just eat. With like, like straight cra- out of the tin, yeah, like you know, the very standard like kipper, it comes in like kind of a gold package yeah. sort of thing, and you, yeah, yeah. kind of like sardines. Yeah, I yeah. found it in a tiny mart in Lapine, not Lapine, um, uh, someplace in Owens Valley. I cannot think of the place right now, Owens Valley, California, like teeny tiny little mart, and they mm-hmm. had like a bunch of them. I went to a major Fred Meyer in Ellensburg, and they didn't have it, and I was like. No, I, know. I was all by myself, and I was like, "No one's gonna tell me I smell like fish." No one's gonna be like, "Hang on, you're eating kippers." Like, and I was like, "Yes." Uh, uh. And then, like, I, got, I was like, "Oh, they don't have it," so I like spent forever looking at the different types of like sardines and stuff. And then I thought I got one that was really good. And then I got out to the site, and mm. like on top of like everything else that had happened to me on this field project, <laughs> I get there. The sardines had bone in them. Yeah, I cannot. I can't do bone. Oh, in. Okay. I can't handle it. It Mm-mm. freaks me out. And I had. I was already like low key terrified that there was bears like stalking me, which there wasn't. <laughs> bears don't do that. There was no cougars either. Like I was fine, but I was like, they're everywhere and they're here, and, <laughs> and then they're like, gonna smell you. Yeah, and I was like, no, these fish. And then I like had poured the oil on the ground, and then I was like, no, they're gonna come, and they're gonna be attacking the car, and then I won't be able to get in. And it was just like, <laughs> this field project, I was just me, and it was just it was a roller coaster those are the, of emotions. Those are the worst. <laughs> that does sound so rough. Much, I hate so it. much shit. And, so much shit happened on this project that I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, so we have a key for BPA to get into all the lo- the gates. But on don't our... tell anyone about this key. No. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a key. But, but there, there is we... a key. <laughs> so... There is no key. <laughs> there is no key for any federal... For anything ever. No. Nope. Thing. So there's not a key that does not get into the gates. <laughs> and I <laughs> drove all the way up to Ellensburg, got was just mm. heading up to the site and then 0.7 miles away from the site I realized forgot my oh, not key oh, no. <laughs> in Portland oh, and I was like no. motherfucker and so I was like okay there's a bunch of access roads to get up to this place I was like maybe I'll just hit one of the other ones and it'll circle back up and around so I turn around go all the way back down head up this other road and then I hit this like weird kind of like little mountain community huh. and it looked almost like a suburb but like high up in these like mountainy areas and I was like okay so huh. it's kind of weird 
I don't think they'll mind if I'm just driving through. And then I got to the access road and it was like hand carved into wood, private property. And I was like, oh, well, I'm not shit. looking to get shot. So I like turned around <laughs> all the way back. And then I was like, well, okay, I guess I'm busting my, like 0.7 miles in. And so I walk 0.7 miles up and I'm starting to survey. And since it's a radio station, it's like on the top of this peak. So like the slopes are pretty steep. And I'm walking and all of a sudden I hear this fuck is that noise and i was like oh maybe it's my phone and i pull out my bpa phone and i had somehow accidentally pressed the emergency call button so it was calling 911 and i was like i panicked and instead of just answering i hung up oh no and then they called back within like two seconds and they were like you've called 911 are you safe (laughs) and i was like yes i'm so sorry i'm just on a mountain and it hit my leg and it called you and i'm really sorry and she's like yeah okay bye <laughs> and I was like, God damn it! And then, as I said, I was like, really, for some reason, I was like, really, because it was weirdly quiet up yeah. there. And I was like, convinced there was cougars everywhere, and there was oh, yeah. bears. And then I went home that night and like googled cougars near Ellensburg. <laughs> <laughs> and so then, yeah, it was just it was nuts. And then the next day, I had to carry the screen and the shovel oh. and up this. Like, it was oh no. Up. It was so, and then my fish incident, and it was just. I do have to say, the projects (laughs) where you're out by yourself can be the worst because you're in your head the whole time. Yeah. And there's no, like, respite. There's no one to give you a break, no conversation about what you're going to eat for lunch. (laughs) Yeah. No. I realize when I'm with someone, I don't think about my safety, like, at all. I'm just like, chit-chatting and talking and I don't think about it which tip is like very (laughs) my very safety moment just work in pairs yeah yeah yes yes. Yes. it's very it's very important yeah Yeah. if (laughs) that is one thing is that it the fact that we work so often alone Mm -hmm. is a little and especially like some of our sites are like stupid remote Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the fact that we work alone because our team is pretty small can be yeah. very. But when I work with someone else, don't even think about my safety. I wouldn't have thought about bears if like no. Tip had been with me. I'd be like, Whoa, yeah, we're out I'd of be mountain. like walking out there. Hey, bear! <laughs> <laughs> Twinkle, twinkle, so the second day I just played my favorite murder in my pocket all day. <laughs> nice. So it's like bears won't like murder. <laughs> bears hate murder. Oh man. Uh, I'm a horrible singer and I hate karaoke, but whenever I'm alone, I <laughs> usually sing. <laughs> and That's wonderful. I've had, I've had some people like who like, we'll be working together, but we're very far apart or so I think. And <laughs> they'll just hear me out there singing like some just like really stupid song, like hold on loosely by 38 special. Like I'll just be off in the woods yeah. like, hold on loosely. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, and I'm like, so. what? It scares all the animals away. <laughs> I think I did 99 bottles once, and I got <laughs> yes. I got down to one. Like it was that oh, long wow. of a transect. It was like two miles long, and I got wow. to one. I was like, all right, well, here we go. Yes, yes. bring it right back around. <laughs> so I don't remember exactly what age, but I made the mistake of teaching my daughter that song. And oh, no. so whenever we're on a hike, a long hike, it comes out. Because she likes to sing and hike. Mm Because we'll do, like... It's basically, I think, to her, another version of the ants go marching one by one. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, there's... 
an end to the ants. Yeah. There, there is an end to the 99 bottles. It ends at, yeah. you know, one. <laughs> the other direction. Ants, I suppose you can make it go forever, but we usually end at 11, right? I don't know. Do you guys ever go I, I didn't know there was an ending to the ant song. I yeah. thought it was just when your mom yelled at you. Like, <laughs> stop. Yeah. I don't no. think I've ever gotten past nine. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm dead. Since she was like five. I would sing it when we're like <laughs> hiking because I'm I for this sounds weird I forced her to go hiking mm-hmm. because she had a fear of heights for the longest time and she would I remember I think she was like seven and we were out hiking on um, Grizzly Peak in Ashland mm. I don't know if you guys have been up there and it was me. Um, Nay and her, and there was a certain point where I mean the trail is still like two feet wide, two to three feet wide, and then there's an edge, as happens when you're hiking up a mountain. Um, and she, for whatever reason, we'd gotten halfway up the mountain, but this particular day she had a nervous breakdown, like she oh, couldn't walk, no. and no. she was yeah. crying, and you know, she's seven, and I'm like, I don't know what to do, because walking up or down is going to, down, you're more likely to look down. Um, so, like, we picked her up, and Nate just kind of picked her up, and we, there's nearby this little um, hollowed out, like, burnt out tree, like a husk of a tree, and he just, like, stood in there with her oh. until she stopped crying. Oh. <laughs> it was like this this tree hug, basically. Oh. So, That's really sweet. We have a, a picture of the three of us in the tree um, from that after she had calmed down, but it was like this whole thing for a long time. And now she loves it, um, oddly. Nice. If you ever encounter a kid with a fear of heights like that, rock climbing was actually what broke her mm. and got her over that fear huh like being able to sit on the rope and just kind of let go Mm -hmm. like yeah there's something about the trust thing and i don't know exactly what it was but that helped we don't rock climb as much as we used to but that was the yeah the big to do nice so Weirdly. Not sure where that tangent came from. <laughs> <laughs> Applesauce. No. <laughs> There's apples right over yeah, there. Hanging from that good. tree. I think they're apples. Yeah. Or pears. But they're they're apple shaped. They're kind of purple though. Have you seen them? Mm-hmm. They're like <clears throat> yeah. Kind of like the red delicious sort of color. Yeah. Okay. Sort of y. But I don't know. Anyway. Sorry. <laughs> Whole gang back in the airstream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Yes. Uh, insert air horn, like club horn. There's a bunny with like the the symbols. I used to have the air horn app like on my phone. Oh, so no. I could open it up and just. <laughs> you need I to just bring it back. <laughs> Hit it over and over and over again. <laughs> when I worked in uh, our advisor. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it. Nailed it. That's not very saddest horn ever. Yeah. That's the saddest horn there ever was. See? Yeah, there we go. It's sad. I just don't know how to work a horn apparently. Hey, I've been wanting to play with these toys for 
I want to know. Now, I feel like I want to know which podcast are like. Why are they in here? I think it was whoever designed this trailer. Who's brilliant? It okay, is. Ready. <laughs> <laughs> what happens when you end of four archaeologists in trailer with vintage toys? Really bizarre vintage toy toys. Like, I had to unwind it. Oh. <laughs> completely. Yeah, I'll let it go all the way. I'll just why is it leave that there? So there's like a lot of stuff going on in the area archaeologically in terms of like uh professional groups and all that we've got uh november 1st the oh, yeah, aoa yeah. meeting oh, here yeah. in portland so the first time they've done it in portland isn't it normally in, in a Salem? long time yeah mm-hmm. uh looking forward to that and uh what next week uh blanking on the day it's like october 17th or something mm-hmm. up in washington olympia there's uh the dap uh oh. reporting summit cool oh, uh, cool. katie I and i are both that. going to that are, are you going nice i am not no oh you should go november 17th Hi. october 17th, october 17th. What's happening. okay it was mm. it's free um yeah the where DAP, is it at it's in olympia it's at oh, evergreen yeah. college okay. oh on yeah. campus there hmm. yeah and it's just like a summit to go from what i understand i only kind of half-ass glanced at the agenda but it's like going over uh cultural resources reporting oh according to what dahp wants you to do um and there's going to be tribes involved and that sounds like (laughs) 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 that sounds like the anthropalooza that uh oh the shipalooza yes the shipalooza which that got canceled this year did it? Didn't it? Oh, I know. Uh, I, I think they skipped this year, but they're going to do like a big thing. Well, they've done two. In uh, April. Okay. Oh, that's... Uh, wait, no. That's with like the Heritage um, Summit. It's like a two or three day thing in Corvallis. Okay. Yeah, where they... Huh. The Shippo Palooza? Uh, yeah. yeah, they oh, that's right, that's talk right. about like... Ba- yeah, Shippo issues. And basically, last year's was like... Please stop being mean to us. We're <laughs> yeah. It was legitimately, we're trying. Quit it. There we're was, as angry as you are. There yeah. were so many moments during that where, like, just everyone I knew in the room was like, huh? <laughs> like, but what? It oh, was, man. yeah. I went to the very first one, um, and that was, has a, student as a grad student i think it was my first grad student year mm-hmm. it was magical because it was archaeologists good and bad and tribes and the shippo in one room Ooh. yeah like you could taste the intensity mm-hmm. and the tension in the room it was amazing was like just to be <laughs> in there and listen to people and um yeah it was really interesting mm-hmm. it was a a fabulous like it's it's not something i have ever seen before or since so i didn't yeah. go to the one last year but um yeah um another thing that's going on um is the i'm going to butcher this pronunciation so i'm really sorry the the champion just champion few champion foo 
C H A M P I N E F U. It's a uh, Grand Ronde Kalapuya lecture series Ooh. that um, I believe the Sierra Club of Corvallis helps put on. Oh, wow. oh cool. Um, uh, unfortunately, the first one is tonight, um, wow. but it's the Kalapuya text wow, wow. two project with the presenter Jed Schrock. Um, and then November 6th is I will be presenting on my thesis stuff uh, in Corvallis. Um, so that'll be an hour long talk in which I'll talk a little bit more about stuff that I usually cut out for every other presentation because of time. <clears throat> and then the next, the third one is December 11th, uh, Regional Indigenous Art with Travis Stewart. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's put on by the Mary's Peak Group of the Sierra Club in Corvallis. It's free to anyone who wants to attend. Um, however, the seats do fill up really fast. Sweet. Um, I'll have to look that one. Yeah, and apparently, um, I've never been before, but um, from what I've been told, it's a really exciting event that helps understand different culture aspects of, like, the Kalapuya, which is, you know, Corvallis is right in the heart of uh, their ancestral territory. And so, yeah, it's looks like it'll be pretty exciting, and you'll get to see me really nervous. On the <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be fun for everyone. Oh, you're going to do great. Are there tickets, or is it just kind of first come, first it's serve? It's just first come, first serve. Um, and they said they will do standing room to a certain point. Yeah. Um, and then, they, of course, for like fire code stuff, they'll cut it off. But nice. Yeah, they said it's a pretty, <clears throat> pretty popular event and free to the public, so that's really exciting because a lot of these yeah. things can sometimes have a price tag on them that's yeah. not really necessarily affordable to anyone who yeah. wants to, yeah. to go. That's really cool. What was the date that you're doing yours again? November 6th. November 6th. Sweet. Yes. Cool. Um, and then there's also the ongoing uh, OAS meetings, the first mm -hmm. Tuesday of every month at OMSI here in Portland. Um, they have some pretty cool speakers. Mm -hmm. Here lately it's been like um, a lot of lithics and now they're starting to or what was it? A lot of petroglyphs there. Oh, they for a did a lot while. of rock art. Yeah, yeah, they've done a lot of rock art in the past. Now they're getting into lithics. Yeah, which is good because that's a popular topic in the region for yeah. archaeologists, mm -hmm. and a lot of that has to do with the more recent topic, which I unfortunately missed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I tried, um, but cars don't always cooperate. Um, but it's on uh, some of the earlier um, point types. And so that is a kind of a contentious issue right now mm -hmm. um, is point types and um, age. Uh, so both dating them and, you know, what came first, but also, you know, how they're all related or not related and mm -hmm. the idea of whether it's cultural, culture specific or not. Um, so... Uh, it's been a hot topic for a number of years, but it's been heating up in the last couple of years. I've seen more people, um, I think, doing PhD work and master's work in that area, which has been interesting. Mm -hmm. So, cool. And then you have all the, I don't know if this is part of that upswing in the debate, but the stuff coming out of Cooper's Ferry, mm -hmm. just that like constant... Yeah. Like updating of like, yep, nope, this keeps coming out old, guys. Like no matter how many <laughs> really, times we make this test it, really it's still old. real damn old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the stuff coming out of there is really great. Um, and yeah, just crazy. Like just, well, so I, I did the 
not the last year that it was excavated, but the previous two years, um, I taught there and just some of the stuff that came out was kind of unbelievable. Yeah. Um, like, Standpoint. We have to use our words. <laughs> <laughs> An inch and a half long. What? Wow. Huh. So I'm sure, you know, someone's going to do analysis on those soonish eventually. But That's I was cool. like kind of at the bottom of the things. It was a really bizarre thing to stumble across. There were a couple of them where like, what is this? Oh, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? I'm just envisioning the person like this will really mess them up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's the whole thing is really interesting. I have not read the most recent paper. Which I haven't read the recent paper, but I've read the the articles that came out about the paper. Yeah. yeah and they same. were surprisingly amazing articles about archaeology. Normally, when I read an article about archaeology, I want to light all the things on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Because. I, I really, really dislike when people dumb down things for the public. I'm like, people are smarter than you give them credit for. Like, <clears throat> if you have a complicated topic, just explain it. Yeah. You can explain a word. It's You can do it. You don't need to dumb down the whole field yeah. to feel yeah. like someone's on board. Lay out all the parts. And you really don't even have to jazz it up that much. Like, you don't have to sensationalize it with, like, uh... Archaeologists are baffled by a new discovery baffled. of, you know, a mysterious thing. And it's like, yeah. we're not really baffled. We're just no. trying to fill in the blanks. Yeah. And people are intrigued by archaeology to begin with. So when you when you stupefy it, stu- stup- stupidify it, <laughs> spotify it, no. when you spotify it, yes. when you spotify when you, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it just drives me nuts. But they were really well-written articles, and it was really cool. And, like, nice. even seeing, like, some native responses to those articles being like, yeah, lots of us have creation stories or myths where our people came from the water or they came from someplace through the water. And that, like, you know, we don't need you to prove it. But, like, this is really nice to have that, like, see, look, like, the only way people could have got here that fast or during that time period is by boat. Oh. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So that's really this. Yeah. It seems really. And Lauren does. Davis does dope shit all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's always. I'll use that cliche word. Mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> he's a mysterious man. He's my advisor. And half the time I don't know what he's doing. Until it gets published. I'm like, oh. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, oh, you did. Oh, you did okay. that thing. <laughs> or like I'm looking for him. I'm like, I haven't seen him in like a few weeks. It's, oh, he's in Russia. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> nice to know. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely put a lot of uh, footwork into physically um, connecting all of the dots and not just through papers and readings and stuff. So there's, he is the one of the most cautious individuals I've met in anything that he makes claims about or talks about with his work. So it's it's really neat to see stuff that finally gets published. And I'm like, for all that is holy, you've been talking, like, <laughs> I have had this thought or students have had this conversation for, like, years. Generations. And <laughs> you're, you know, it's, he's, which is 
good because that's where he ends up putting out really good quality work. Yeah. And um, he's known for that high quality work. Um, and a lot of that just comes out of like extreme caution and very scrupulous um, homework. Okay. So. You can see that in his writing. Like every question that you have, he's like, bitch, I got an answer for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is it part 12, part B? <laughs> yeah. Thought of that detail too. Yeah. Yes. So if, if any of y'all listening to this aren't familiar, we're talking about Lauren Davis, who's a uh, professor at Oregon State University, mm-hmm. um, who just does really, really cool stuff. Yes. He does work with uh, um, early... Um, colonization or early um see i don't like using that word but that's one that's often used in this but early um population of uh arrival to uh, north america yeah um and specifically looking through he's a lithicist so he goes his familiarity and most of his analysis is through lithics work so um, that's where I hear about a lot of the hot topics and stuff. And he's very um, well versed and very, very meticulous, um, which is good. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it kind of sucks being a student because I'm like, <laughs> I worked for like weeks on that and I get a C. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least tell me why. No, he's well, one, I don't believe you got a C. So yes. I was like, I don't I always don't. get a C from his courses. What? Like, I don't, I don't believe you. My my writings no. are consistently C's. Having taken classes. classes yeah. yeah. No, I I'm so sorry. I don't, I don't believe, believe you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was probably an A minus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I first encountered Lauren Davis's writing. I guess it wasn't the first time, but I really got into uh, Lauren Davis's writing. It, there's a book called Trekking the Shore that deals with what you were describing, mm-hmm. Kirsten, about um, uh, the peopling of, of early places. Much better word. Thank you. Yeah, and then uh, I guess to round out things that are happening in the archaeology community in the Pacific mm-hmm. Northwest is there's always the uh, First Thursdays talks at yeah. uh, Portland State University. That's uh, the first Thursday, what is it, 4.30 p.m.? Uh, 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock. It is a little It's hard to make for people who work 9 to 5s, but yeah, um, that's uh, that's always really cool, and it's standing room only usually. It's like, you know, seats yeah, fill up really packed, fast. Yeah. Um, but that's really cool. And that's where I met uh, you two, Katie yeah. and Tia. Mm-hmm. Was... He did the Codify presentation. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, there were so many. I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't forget you. You were there? No. I was you? Um, you were there. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> I probably was like in a stupor of like, yeah. <laughs> like I'm failing. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end of this month, there's ACRA is meeting oh, yeah. in Spokane, I oh, think. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Nice. That's, you know, a traveling uh, conference. I've never been to Accra, but Me I'm going to go this year. Nice. And I don't know if I'm going to present. I'm, I'm trying. I hope my co-presenter doesn't <laughs> hear this before uh, <laughs> this, but try not to present. I just don't want to do it. No? I'll present for you. You just have to pay my room. Yeah. I'm happy to present on stuff. I just don't like writing it 
Same. I, <laughs> I'll talk all yeah. day long. <laughs> That's the part I'm really dreading. I'm like, ah, can, yeah. I just, can I just like no. drop the ball on this one yeah. and not present? Oops. No. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be fun. Squirrel. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a squirrel. Yes. <laughs> yep. And then, of course, uh, triple A's are happening coming up soon, which oh. I never hear about until it's like right up. On it's like November, early November. Can't remember which date. I want to say huh. like the thirteenth or something. Um, Are you going? No. <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason, so the weird dynamic in my department is it's mostly at OSU. It's mostly uh, cultural mm-hmm. anthropologists. So I feel like archaeological conferences are never really talked about. Um, but like, I ended up getting into somehow this this email chain of I guess the department is paying for a van for people to drive to Vancouver BC Whoa. for this year's triple A's. Yeah. Like they're funding that and I'm like, what? <laughs> That's not even fair. <laughs> Bitch say what? Yeah. That's not, like I've well, yeah. That's we'll not get into all that. Um PSU funded um, some of the transportation and bits and pieces and room for uh, us a number of years ago, and I think they still do it through the club. Yeah, oh, yeah. for NWAC, and that was really cool. Yeah, but, no NWAC, they do more SAA. Did they do one for SAA when it was in Vancouver, BC? I don't know. I don't think so, but I think they got people together to be like, who wants to split? stuff and take cars and stuff so that was nice to like get everyone kind of banded together that was like this is cool and in a foreign country even though it's canada and like (laughs) it'll be really fun i mean getting her across the border well coming back was a little scary yeah (laughs) going into canada is never a problem isn't that weird yeah, it's It's so easy to get to canada and then it just sucks coming back into the u.s why'd you leave and you're like I, I don't know, but I'm coming back. I'm <laughs> here now. That's yeah. What were you doing? I was going to a conference. Archaeology what? conference. What kind of conference? <laughs> I have to, to present. What'd you work. present on? Yeah, oh, archaeology. No. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always turns the tables. Yeah. So the last time I came back into the U.S. from Canada um, was for a personal vacation. Uh, and we came back in our car so nate's car has uh an individualized license plate that is wwfsmd so two things one it's often misinterpreted as wwf smackdown (laughs) yes (laughs) so we come through and you know, we give the guy our passports, and he's like straight face, and you know, where where'd you come from? Where are you going? Blah blah blah. And then he walks around the car. He's like, so what does your license plate stand for? Is it is it wrestling? It's like no, no. And mm-hmm. it ends up. Nate kind of tells a little bit of the story of the first time that he had this conversation with a police officer who ended up letting him go because he thought it was so. Great. Because it stands for what would the flying spaghetti monster do? And so the customs officer is like, nods, kind of walks back to his booth. 
checks the passports, comes back and gives us the passports through the window to Nate and says, and may his noodly appendage, <laughs> like, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, and you too. And we get like 50 feet from the, <laughs> the, the booth and just start dying laughing. We're like, that, I never thought that would ever happen. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. I missed the F in there and I oh, thought yeah. it was what would the sadomasochist do <laughs> I was like damn Nate is making a fucking statement <laughs> yeah. I want people to know <laughs> to know <laughs> the flying right. spaghetti monster so fun things yeah, yeah. oh Canada <laughs> well I think that's a good place to wrap up the uh, catching up episode <laughs> that sounds great catching yeah up. Yeah, and upcoming events and things that are happening. Yeah. Mm. I got my own little personal freezer in my lab today. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. Things are moving forward. Yeah. Oh, I'll yeah. I actually get it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, that's great. Awesome. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Go Dig a Hole podcast. If you enjoyed this show, please consider uh, supporting it on Patreon. You can go to patreon.com forward slash go dig a hole. All of your contributions are incredibly appreciated. So thanks again. And please uh, share this with any of your friends, colleagues, classmates, students, teachers, whatever. Feel free to send questions or ideas to Christopher at GoDigAHole.com or hit us up on social media at GoDigAHole.